0: We get a lot of questions, how do you start shopping local, being local, getting off of the food system, where do you even start, where do you start?
1: I think it can be very overwhelming, Mm -hmm. especially because our world wasn't, our current culture wasn't really created for the local to thrive. So, for us, we really got convicted about shopping local in 2018, and it was like a Couple of different like scenarios that convicted us. One where you were working, uh, Scott was working for a local
0: regenerative farmers, butchers, that kind of thing, and they got me into the whole Joel Salatin, Wendell Berry side of things. Um, so you
1: really got into yeah. Wendell Berry. If uh, World Ending Fire was really mm-hmm. the book that. Um, yeah. Convicted us. Uh, that was an amazing book, and all of Joel Salatin's books are really good. And for me, the book that really helped me is Lisa Graham McMahon's The Contented Soul. That was very convicting. She talks a lot about uh, putting limits on ourselves in order to live out our convictions and intentionality of localism. And then the other side of it was we watched Doug and Stacy the video of him on where he gets his clothes and why does he look like he dresses Amish (laughs) and uh he said he looks friends with a bunch of
0: Amish people and so he buys their clothes from them rather than somewhere else that the money goes out of his community so that was really like wow like we should start thinking of it's not just food it's everything we buy everything we consume how can we get it as close to home as possible and so we went on this journey it wasn't just all right throw everything out start from fresh it's like no it's it's a a gradual getting to where you want to go
1: so in 2018 it really started with uh first the conviction and then reading about it and then 2019 was like okay how do we get our food local and that's when we started doing the picking one month to only shop local and we went kind of extreme with even that we said Not even, like there was a co-op around us and I didn't even shop there. I wanted to get food that was made either, like it was one step away. So we found a Mennonite farmer. Well, you met a Mennonite farmer that we got all of our uh, raw milk, yogurt, cream from, eggs. And then the place that Scott worked was a local place that supplied uh, local wheat, like local or flour. And uh, then there was farmer's markets going on. Uh, the first year we picked June to do it, which <laughs> worked out really well because you can get a lot of local things in the month of June. And so since then, we've done that every year of mm-hmm. picking a month. However, in 2021, well, at the end of 2020, we were like over this whole mask thing. We were over all the mandates going on. and. And just the, really, the tyranny of it all. We were like, we cannot give our money to a place like...
0: It's the big businesses that were enforcing the tyrannies because they benefited from it. You know, the big big corporations weren't getting shut down. It was all the mom and pop shops who were getting shut down. And so the corporations wanted these mandates. They wanted things to carry on and, and... you know, just to destroy all their little competition, make people more dependent on them. So we were pretty, we were angry about it.
1: And we really were like, oh my gosh, if certain mandates get put through that no longer allows you to get into the store unless you have something, then we won't be able to go shopping for food anyways. So we need to get off of this system now.
0: In the homesteading slash permaculture, all those people I follow on Twitter, there's quite a common saying where they say collapse before the collapse. In other words collapse your lifestyle off of all of your dependencies, dependencies on institutions that hate you, dependencies on services that are hostile or unsustainable. And so that when the collapse does come, you're not worried because you've, you've already collapsed your lifestyle before the collapse. And that's not like, oh, go live in poverty or, no. It means how can we get off of dependency? How can we get off of relying on people that are hostile to us, to our values, to our God, um, and you look at the Amish are a great example of that. They have collapsed themselves off of the American system. They, you know, no, they don't really care about electricity shortages. They don't really care about petrol hikes. They don't really care about education system abuses. They don't care. Like they just carry on living their life because, as a community, as a tribe, they have built their own sovereignty off of. they, they aren't reliant on institutions that are hostile to them. And their way of life
1: yeah so we decided for the year 2021 we were like we are done shopping at any big corporate owned store for anything so Um, we
0: went extreme like we didn't go to any of those we didn't do amazon we didn't do kroger we Um, didn't do
1: walmart target i mean any mm -hmm. big box store that you can think of so then what did we do? (laughs) So, um, one of the places that's near us is a place called Jungle Gems, and they're not the ideal local place because they're still a huge grocery store, but it was founded here in our area. It's locally owned and they've kept themselves small, uh, small. It's huge. independent. Independent. That's a good way to word it. And, uh, ironically during all of the mask stuff they were one place that never said anything to us we never wore a mask in there and they never said anything and so for us we were like okay we're okay with giving them our money because yeah. they're not crazy whereas the local co-op yeah.
0: and this is a good distinction because a lot of people are like what does local mean you know oh look it's local to me i must support them or what does tribal mean you know of our guys live 500 miles away like should i not shop from them And tribal is more important than the local. You want to get things as local as possible. You want to get things as close to home as possible. But if your local co-op is a religious organization that is evangelizing for their God and is using your money that you spend there to be missionaries for their God, then it's like, I I don't want to shop here anymore. So that local co-op we went into, you know, absolutely uh, a religious organization, just not for our God. Yeah. And so we were like, we will not shop here. We will not give our money here. Whereas, you know, we found Azure, who they are far more aligned to our values, but they're, you know, a thousand miles away. So it's tribal, right? We're like, we'd rather give our money to them while we try and figure out this local thing. So we always want to be coming local. We always want to be coming close to home as possible with our dollars, with our food production, with our needs, for our services. We want to be as close to home as possible. At the same time, we live in a world where that ability Uh, has been sucked up into cities, has been sucked up into vertically integrated corporations where it's it's not always possible to get things local. And so that's where we also wanted to really major on is that you're going to start finding people who are like you online, praise God for for technology this is how we we found a lot of people who are really good friends values we're building the same thing we have the same vision you just don't happen to be in the same local area together and it's really good to support those people support their businesses their their services when it comes to the local side of things you then have to really work hard for the next generation a lot of us are like well it might not be in our lifetime that we really get you know affordable good sourced co-op or farm or you know, name, industry, whatever it is. But can we look for our children's children to set up that infrastructure again, to bring sovereignty back home? You know, this neo-Amish mindset of how can our children not have to rely on hostile institutions? And so, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is 2080. You know, for the longest time, we were so extreme. We're not going to Kroger. And like the one time we went to go visit friends uh, for a month when I was working with, with Riley, and it's like, oh man, we don't know we don't know the farmers in this town. We don't know where the farmer's market well, is. Well, it was
1: the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. It was November. And we had gone the entire year only shopping. And we sh- that is true. Like, it's tribally and locally. Mm-hmm. What we can't get locally, we shop tribally yep. for that year. And uh, we had made it that far. Uh, we went to Hobby Lobby a few times. That was the exception. Um, but it was, like, devastating <laughs> to go yeah, to Illinois. We, because... like, s-
0: sat outside the Kroger being like, you know, like, we're going to... What, what, we're gonna dirty ourselves, by you know, because <laughs> yeah. you've worked up such a conscience against these these corporations, and so we just want to say, like 2080, if you're in a place where you're gonna starve to death. Unless you go to Kroger like don't feel condemned about it. Don't feel like bad or whatever like you have to do what you have to
1: do And we live in a world where like unfortunately Mm -hmm. Kroger Walmart has monopolized the grocery system And so there are a lot of places that there is literally no other option and that was the case in Illinois and it actually like really Made me empathetic towards the people living there. I'm like, wow, they are in the enemy's yeah. territory. This is hard. Mm-hmm. And the one place that was, again, the co op was the place that deeply required masks. And we were like, okay, we're, yeah. we're definitely not going there.
0: Yeah. So 2080, you know, what are, how can you, you know, for a lot of people, we're like, man, if I can just get 20% of the things in my life local, you're winning, right? Because you're going in the right direction. And then, of course, the 80% of the rest of your life, you go and do, all these big box corporations because there is no alternative but you have to be asking yourself how can I start moving that 20% bigger and bigger and bigger eventually you're going to get to a place where 80% of all the things in your life are sourced locally or tribally where your your money is going to the things you agree with and yes the 20% of things you know like oh we like bananas like the only place you can get bananas is Kroger or you know, jungle it's like, or, uh, or jungle gyms uh, or like coffee. Like, well, the only place you can get coffee is from a guy 500 miles away. Like, of course, that makes sense. But you're not living your whole life in this big box, vertically integrated, yeah. you know, just money is going straight out of your community to people who who don't like you or, or your values.
1: And so a practical way to start it now, and we're going to do it in June, is a one-month local challenge where for that month, we only shop locally. The reason that we do this is because it really forces you into exploring places around you that you may not otherwise because it's quite inconvenient when we did this last year that was what really pushed us to get out of our comfort zone and find real milk so a real milk source near us we found a herd share that we bought into and uh did the uncomfortable thing of making the phone calls and if you are trying to find a uh, real milk source near you realmilk.com is a great resource that's how we found ours and uh also Farmer's markets, um, flea markets, Mm -hmm. uh, that's how we found our Amish connection was...
0: And it changes how you go to the the farmer's markets because, you know, you'd usually just go to the farmer's market and be like, oh, eggs, veggies, meat, get it, go. Whereas now, you're like, okay, I have to get all my stuff from these people. So now you're like, hey, what else do you sell? Like, hey, where's your farm? Hey, like, what do you do with this? How do you grow this thing or whatever? And you end up chatting to everybody. Yeah. And finding out they sell so much more things. Well, that
1: was the case with the Amish. Um, Mm -hmm. Now we just go direct to their farm and they give us farm price because we go to their farm, which is cheaper. And same with the farmer's market. When you actually are able to go to the farmer's market and talk to the person selling the food, you can ask them the uncomfortable questions of how do you grow your vegetables? Or what do you feed your chickens? Which is a little bit awkward, but then you know exactly what is Mm -hmm. on or in the food that you're eating and it really gives you peace of mind and you get to know the farmers. And
0: it encourages the farmers to know that there's a market for doing things well.
1: And that goes also with uh, berry farms. During the month of June, there are tons of, at least around us, berry farms. And you can look online and find ones that are, uh, they haven't sprayed, which is, a great sign and that's another thing to think about is a lot of the local farmers aren't going to have usd organic labels where you worked at the butchery um they didn't and their meat was beyond organic because it's too expensive to go through all the regulations
0: yeah. a lot of these farmers are just like just come look at my farm we are beyond what all of the organic regulations are we just don't want to pay the money to have this thing slapped on come visit our farm come see how we do it
1: And so that's a a great motivator, too, to talk to the farmers about what they do, because they might not have a sign at their booth that says organic, but a lot of them probably are. And uh, also last year during our April Localism month was when I went to a local bulk food store and they had some meat and it looked like it was locally butchered. And so I talked to them about it and asked if they had grass fed. And they said, no, but we'll write your name down on our list. We have a local butcher and he may be able to access some so I had my name down and a few weeks later the butcher called and said he had a grass-fed grass-finished cow and so we were able to get a half of a cow from him uh, at a great price and um, yeah so that was how we made connections with the butcher and now we are still in contact with okay. him asking him about um, if he has any meat available and, and recently he just said he has Uh, ground beef, that's going to be available, and it's only $5 a pound for grass-fed, grass-finished meat. Uh, We've also bought meat from the Amish, which is another good option. I'd say if you have Amish near you, they are a really great resource to make connections with. Also, last year during that localism month, I... Uh, shopped at local boutiques so it wasn't just food it was really everything I needed to buy toys for someone's birthday and I discovered a local toy shop that was 35 minutes from us and I tried to keep it within an hour radius ideally you would like it to be closer but we live out in the country so it pretty much takes us at least a half an hour to get anywhere (laughs) and so um, that also included boutiques our clothes and we either got that from Uh, a local thrift store and so there's so many options
0: and then we also did without things for the month because again like not everyone wants to stop certain luxuries or, or things that we have that aren't really necessary but for one month can you stop certain things you know so for example if if you're a heavy Amazon user for the for the month of June could you do without Amazon if you're a heavy Starbucks or Dunkin Donut Donuts user just for one month can you either go to a local coffee shop or Take your own coffee with you, Yeah, you know, just for one month. And that often makes, it, it lets you understand like, wow, I'm not dependent on these. It, it shows you what a non-dependent life on these companies looks like.
1: Or if like you're a girl and you just want to go shopping, like instead of going to Target and walking around, find your local antique mall or your local thrift shop and Just go there and look around instead. Mm -hmm. There's so many alternatives of places that we just either forget about. Yard sales. Yard sales. Yeah. This time of the year is great for yard sales. Actually, my friend Whitney, who I just met with, she said, um, I didn't know that about this, but there's an app called Garage Sale. And um, you can look. I meant to do that today, actually. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, there's so many options. And so we just hope that this encourages you, gets your juices flowing of ideas, and just start with small things like eggs. How can I source my eggs locally? Or milk. How can I source my milk locally? And then a big thing is your own garden. What can you grow in your backyard to where you're not going to have to find a source for it? We're growing potatoes this year because that's what we consume the most of. And I've been buying that from Azure. Praise God for the 50 pound bag option. But we're going to try growing it ourselves. Tomatoes. Uh, canning our own tomatoes. I mean, I still have tomato soup, canned um, Mm. tomato sauce from last season that's lasted us a really long time. And we're going to buy berries in bulk this year when they come in season because we want to freeze them because we use them for our smoothies. And so there are things that you can start doing now to plan ahead to where you can be food sovereign as the winter comes.
0: And here's another... Just practical thing that we had to learn is a lot of local stuff comes in bulk, or it comes in a scale that is uncomfortable. So, for instance, you know, if you're thinking, "Well, I can't do 50 pounds of potatoes, 50 pounds of berries, or you know, 100 pounds of meat," this is where it gets really exciting with your friends and your family, where you get to actually plan food sovereignty together. You know, that's what makes it so powerful is when, oh yeah, we can get a great price on beef. But I can't fit it all in my freezer. Would you like to take half from me? Would you like to take ten pounds of it? Would you uh, be willing to go in with me on this purchase? It creates a a wonderful uh, activity as well. Uh, You know, so many communal kind of holidays and feasts in the past were a harvest festival. Everyone was getting the food in, uh, was making feasts for to celebrate something. So food is an integral part of our communal life. And so for us, you know, we've just been going off to the shops on our own. Whereas really learning how to do it as a family or with friends of like, Hey, would you like to go in on, on a, on a beef? Or would you like to go in on milk? Would you like to go in on, uh, you know, whatever it is, it, it becomes really exciting. Often with like now with planting season, you know, everyone will have tons of different plants that they didn't have space to plant. And it's like you giving plants to friends and family. So for the month of June, we just want to encourage you guys to go on this journey with us of shopping local, um, and again, you don't have to go extreme and starve and stuff. 2080, if you've never done this before, how can you get 20% of the things in your life local this month? For those of you who are already doing this, how can you get 80% of the things in your life? And then if you really want to go extreme, how can you get everything that you're going to buy this month local? So, Which is
1: what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to do the extreme thing because when you do the extreme thing, you really force yourself to get into this, like, and you really force yourself to then either what you can't buy, you make it home. And so I think that's what's, cool about the doing the one month thing it's like you don't have to do this for the rest of the year yeah. but just for that one month how can you uh, find things locally and that doesn't mean driving all over the country trying to find things like you can do it very strategically and, and really make it fun make an adventure with God When whenever we do this challenge and put a limit on ourselves it really becomes an adventure with the Holy Spirit because God loves to provide for us he loves to be involved in the details and I really believe that's why last year the month of April it was so much fun because there were so many connections that I felt the grace of God to meet Um, even with the bulk food and meeting our butcher like the way that like me thinking of even asking them about the grass-fed meat I really feel was all the Holy Spirit guiding our steps and so inviting God into the process of Lord we really want to figure out how to Uh, bless our local community. Will you help us find people, meet people? Um, Will you put us in certain situations at the right place at the right time? And for the rest of the months of the year, places like Azure is great. They're Mm -hmm. awesome to buy from. Um, Ideally, we would love to live in a world where there were little Azures everywhere. That's actually how we found Azure was we were, we were wanting to start a a bulk food shop and uh, because there was none around us. And uh, that's, we found Azure, and, and that dream didn't yet work out. But um, until then, we will buy from Azure because they share all of our same values and they're Christians. And that's who we want to give our money to. And, and at the same time, they give really good prices for things. So not only are you giving money to people in our tribe, but um, they're offering a really great service of providing yeah. food at a great price. And so we hope that this is all encouraging for you and practical And, uh, just the small things that you do, if if you still have to shop at these big stores, it is what it is. That's the world that we live in. But if you're making those small steps, praise God, you're blessing your community and, and God sees you in secret and, uh, he will reward you openly.
0: Yeah. Praise God.